everybody good day good day hope everyone's having a fantastic day no matter what i'm catching you in the morning when you're getting up getting ready for your day whether you have a day full of work or you have a day full of errands or whatever it may be um just getting that morning coffee getting things rocking or catching you halfway through your day when you've been through a few things some trials tribulations but been blessed and things are working out pretty good for you or going at the end of the day when you are ending your day spending time with the family relaxing resting uh just taking time to yourself however we're catching you right now you are now tuned into the blue book hosted by your boy blue and presented by secret ministries get unified Everyone right now, just understand right now, you're part of the Blue Book. This is your boy Blue's podcast. And you're live right now on Facebook and you are all live on the Blue Book Instagram. Um, today is a very special message. A lot of people have a lot of concerns with this particular message. Just because of the fact it has to do with wealth. Okay. Um we have a big issue with wealth and with prosperity and confusing worldly riches with godly riches it's a big issue and there's a lot of evangelists out there a lot of preachers that are pre preaching a prosperity a prosperity message um, God wants you to be able to prosper and to do good things but within his will within what he wants you to do not within your own means and we have a lot of misconception with that so today tonight we're going to actually get into that a bit and talk about what really is going on here and why we need to really focus on the right way of wealth and the wrong way of wealth okay so today we're going to be in Malachi 3:10. Malachi 3:10. Now, for me, I got my word ready. So we're going to actually get into um, a pledge I do. Pledge I do every single time I'm on, uh, and that pledge will be this: I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag. And the Savior from whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again. For life, liberty to all those who believe. Alright, that's the pledge we do every every time we are, we are on this blue book, we do that pledge. Okay, so, if you got your word, how you get on with this digital on the internet or it's in the book itself right here right here however you get it Malachi 310 
Okay, Malachi 3:10. All right, very, very, very popular scripture amongst people with the chase of prosperity. Okay, so what does Malachi 3:10 talk about? And this, this is one of the most popular scriptures cited by so-called prosperity preachers. We know all of them. They're very popular. They're on TV. They're on your radios. They're on podcasts. There's several of them. Very well known. Very, very well known. I'm not going to say names because that's not what we're about. But all you got to do is turn your TV on. All you got to do is go to a channel that has it on it. Usually on a Sunday or whatever. And you're going to hear prosperity preaching. Okay. Despite it having no bearing on a modern believer. As with verse 8 and 9, this entire discussion is directed at Israel. Okay, at Israel. And within the context of the covenant between God and that nation. Okay, so this is between God and Israel. Talking about this, this stuff. Those promises are still in effect, but they apply in literal terms only to those under the covenant. Okay, so... Yes, those, those promises are promised to us, but only under the covenant, not just, okay, you can just, it's going to happen to you regardless. No, it's under a covenant. Okay? This verse in no sense implies a guarantee from God that those who do donate to his cause will be materially blessed. There is nothing about this word of God that says if you give, you're guaranteed to get blessed back. Nothing. Okay. It may say good things come to those who wait. Or it may say you're going to get blessed. But you must understand that there's nothing saying that you should automatically expect a return for your giving. Okay. You give without return. All right. That's exactly what this is saying. All right. So the, the general principle is sound. We ought to work for the will of God rather than our own ends. That's Matthew 6, 19 through 20 and 2 Corinthians 6, 9, 6 through 12. Okay? Work to, we work to God's kingdom. We don't work to our own understanding or our own materialistics. Okay? If you're not in the kingdom of God and not walking in the promise, obviously this is not going to apply to you directly. But those who believe and those who have God... That's what it's saying. This implies there's no way guaranteed that God's going to give back to you. He wants to see your heart. He wants to see what you're about. If you're about, oh, I give, it's giving back. No, operational, got to have it. You know, he doesn't want to see that. What he's wanting to see is your heart giving it and not returning. I'm just going to give it. God bless you. Keep it moving. If you get blessed, hallelujah. Very simple, very wonderful, okay? However, God does not guarantee wealth or success to the Christian believer under any circumstances. He is not guaranteeing you wealth and success. You have to understand when Jesus came, he didn't come for the wealthy and the, and the religious. He came for those who really were wanting someone to get them through, okay? Every time he crossed someone with wealth or someone that's religious, what happened? Exactly. He dealt with it. 
and they hated him because they were going against he was going against their religious timeline okay he did not because he's what does it say it says that it's harder for a man of riches to enter the kingdom of god because everything he thinks about is wealth and not righteousness that's biblical right there okay as a believer in the lord there are zero 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 guarantee of wealth and success it's all within your walk with the lord okay that's what this is all your walk with the lord is all this is if you get blessed in that walk it's even better than what you would do if you were getting blessed by yourself on your own path people don't see that those who walk in the promise do those who don't walk in the promise don't because you don't understand it it's it's a theological comp you know thinking the process operational get give and love simple the promise reflects back to Deuteronomy 28. In that message, or passage, God describes a series of blessings for obedience and, and, and curses for failures tied to Israel's faithfulness to their covenant with Him. Ancient architecture was particularly vulnerable to aspects of other natural dangers. So the pledge made over verses 10 and 11 seem to be relate specifically to keeping him at harms at bay pretty simple pretty simple the storehouse most likely means a particular area of the temple used to house tithe grain and other resources that's in, that's in nehemiah 10 38 okay so we have a lot of misconception with this because people for some reason, and I know the reason. It's it's an it's it's a it's the the, the handwork of it's it's the handiwork of the devil and his little demons. People have this overwhelming need to grind, grind, grind selfishly. Me, me, me. Let's take God out of this. It's all about my grind on earth. You can only make so much money in your life, and it goes, comes, and goes. Money's like water. It it is there, and then it's gone because you have to live. The grind is continuous. Okay? So, when you're talking about wealth, success, prosperity, take the prosperity word out of that. Wealth and success. Okay? The, the, the word of God specifically talks about doing it in His glory. That's what I do. Everything I do, I do. If I can't do it in His glory, I don't want to do it. Because I want him to be happy with me. Because he'll provide all of my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Simple as that. It's, it really does work out that way. I'm a testament to that. I've seen it happen. And those watching, listening to this. If you walk in the promise. And you got God on your side and your heart. And you're walking with him. You're going to definitely see that operational the, the, theological operation happen. Hard to believe it when you're not thinking that way. You're not in the promise of God. Does that mean God doesn't walk with you? Negative. That God's always with you. God is always watching you. But he's waiting for you to walk in the promise with him so that you can be tuned into him and you can walk with him and he can show you the, 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 the blessings and the riches of the kingdom of God. But until that happens, you're going to be blind. You're like, well, I see success. Ah, well, you see your version of success. Okay? So, we're in Malachi 3.10 right now talking about 
ties in wealth. Let's see what it says. Malachi 3.10 Bring all the tithes and the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that, that shall not, not have room enough to receive it. Okay, so this is that big question. Everyone asks, prosperity preachers preach it. Bring your tenth to the storehouse. Okay, now in the Amplified Bible right here, in this Bible right here, Amplified one right here, there is nothing talking about money. Nothing talking about currency, dinero, money, anything to do with federal money. There's nothing in this thing that says that. Okay, not even Caesar is mentioned in there. It says, tenth of your income. People say, well, isn't money income? Income, anything that incomes. Doesn't have to be money. Everyone's stuck on money like that. That's the only thing that comes in. Anything you bring in that's a resource. Okay? So, let's go to other versions. Other, other, other uh, versions of the Bible and see if it actually talks about money being the only income. Okay, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this saying, Almighty. Okay, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. This case, okay, so that bring the whole, whole the whole tithe in the storehouse is at NIV. ESV says bring the full tithe. Doesn't even say the whole. Says the full tithe in the storehouse. Doesn't even say ten percent. The KJV says bring all ye tithes into the storehouse. All ye tithes. That there may be meat in my home. The NASB says bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. The NLT says bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. Enough food in my temple. CSB says bring the full tenth into the storehouse so that there are there be food in my temple. Every single version of that I just read talk about tent and food in the temple. Look up for yourself if you don't believe me. Look it up. It's I have... 16 versions of the Bible plus the Amplified in front of me and not one of them talking about money. Not one of them talks about money. Every single one of them talk about bring this whole tithe, full tithe, bring all tithes to the storehouse so that there's food in my, in my home. Well, doesn't money buy food and you bring it into the home? That's reverse psychology right there. That's not even what it's saying. That's a complete wrong interpretation of what that says. What it's saying is bring your tenth in which means whatever you bring in. At that time, they were talking about bringing in resources. Okay? There's nothing about money in that. Now, if you want to take it to the money aspect and say, okay, I want to give 10% of my income as far as money is concerned, that is a choice you make and you make with God. And yes, it takes money to, to grow a ministry. But biblically, the interpretation that's right here says bring the whole time so there's food in my home. That means in this interpretation, you can spin it however you want to spin it because I know everyone's going to have a different way of looking at this. It says 10% means your income, whether it's you going out and, and getting something, whether someone blesses you, whether you work for something, whether it doesn't make a difference on what it is. It's a 10%. Your time, your, your effort, whatever it is, whatever brings it in. That's what that means. Okay, so people are like, oh, it has to be money because everybody's so money driven. 
my wife gives 10%, gives, gives a percentage of her time to the church to help clean the church. Is that not a tithe? Okay? If you donate stuff to people, is that not a tithe to the Lord? Because you don't have to do what you did it. Oh, that's a donation. Doesn't make a difference. Still a tithe. Because it's coming out of your resources. Okay? Your resources. Whether it's clothes, food, um, toiletries, anything. If you give to somebody, you're giving a tithe to that person. Okay? You're donating, yes, but you're not. You, you have to understand that this is not derived only on money. Money isn't the only. Money wasn't being talked about here. It's talked about what your storehouse brings in. So when people said, oh, this has to be money, you need to get your mind into the Holy Spirit and let him help you interpret this. Because honestly, nothing I have read here, and you could twist it ever, up every way. Oh, it has to be money. It has to be finances. It has to be currency. Okay, well, if that's what God's telling you, and that's what God's bringing to your attention, that it's only money, then that must be just your brain thinking that way because everyone I've ever talked to, theologians included, have all said it's a it's a tithe of time. It's a tithe of your of your storehouse, what you have in your home. If I have an overabundance of something and someone needs something, or a church asks for, for, for donations, or whatever it is, goods, you hook them up. You hook them up. That's a tithe of your time, your resources, and what you have. If you bought a bunch of stuff for your staying, your, your home, and someone says, I need something, you tithe it to them. A tithe is much more than just giving money to a church. Although that's important, and all that, that makes a church grow, that's not the only tithe that ever was ever existed in life. So, what's annoying is that when people say this is only about money, and that is, that is such a wrong interpretation. If you think this is about money, that's on you. If God's telling you in your spirit, in your interpretation, this is only about money, I don't know, man. I really can't, I really can't even tell you about that because that's not that's not the, theolo the theology that I have taught been taught 25 years of my life. Everything in here says bring bring a tenth, a tithe. Tithe is tenth. Translated. Tenth. Okay? I'm gonna get off this for a minute because this, is, this 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 can go on forever. Bring all the tithes that the tenth of your income, which is from the amplified version, tenth is amplified. That there may be food in my house, improve me now by it. Which means that if you do this, God will prove you. God will bless you. God will show you that you're giving. Is going to get back. Does that mean he's going to prosper you? No. That does not mean prosperity. That means he will show you. Whether it's a financial show. Whether it's an economical show. Whether it's a family show. whether Whatever it is. It doesn't mean he's going to bless you with money. It means that he's going to bless you. And show yourself approved. There's food in your home. Everybody needs food in their home. Everybody. You need to feed your families. Okay. Prove me, says the Lord of hosts. If you do not, if I do not open the or the window of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that you shall not have room to receive, giving is the ultimate sacrifice of love. Giving of your putting your life down and giving to your brother, putting down your wants, needs, and desires for your brother. 
Okay, helping people, showing compassion, showing brotherhood, showing sisterhood, whatever it is. Giving is the storehouse of the Lord. No one's ever gone broke giving, ever gone broke giving. Okay, people give all the time. The difference is, is that if you give in the glory of God, you're going to see the blessing. Now, will the blessing come if you don't give in the glory of God? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You'll recognize it, sometimes you recognize it, sometimes you don't recognize it. It just depends on where your walk is. But if you sit here and say, I expect to have something because I gave something, giving is the absolute charity of, 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 of moving forward in life and getting and, and, and letting God do his work. Okay? I give. I Now, I can't say this has always been the case, but as of... Easter of this year I have changed a lot of my life I walked out of the darkness into the light God has really done something special with me I'm doing some real good things in my life now okay and I've seen I have been able to tap into the Holy Spirit been able to tap into God and by doing so I'm seeing him work I'm seeing him do things and it's wonderful it's amazing to see what he's doing okay now, some agree with my opinion, some don't agree with my opinion. I, it really isn't my opinion to tell you the truth. This is really God speaking through me. Okay, I only post what God, I am, I am what you call a, a, a down-rooted Pentecostal. I let the Holy Spirit run me. Okay, I listen to my God voice and I let the Holy Spirit run me. There is no religion or rules to this. The Holy Spirit does it. Now, yes, I believe in the the, the the Christian principles, the real Christian principles, the Ten Commandments. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. God is the God of the universe. I believe in those principles, absolutely. I just let the Holy Spirit run rapid in my life, and I just follow the Spirit wherever He goes. I don't study before I, before I do, do my podcast. I let the Holy Spirit run the podcast. That's because I'm in touch with Him. I understand Him. I I I I I I um I listen to him. Okay, that's very hard to do for those people who don't understand the Holy Spirit and that never got experienced the Holy Spirit. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that you need to get in touch with them. The Holy Spirit is the most powerful thing in the world. Not even the devil will cross him. Okay, the Holy Spirit was with God when He created the earth. The Holy Spirit was Jesus when He got baptized and did miracles. And it was the Holy Spirit's power that tore the veil and that was that, that came that blew everything up when Jesus got crucified and, and gave his life. It was the Holy Spirit that made all that happen. The rumbling of the earth, the torn veil, the all that stuff that happened when he, Jesus got crucified, that was the Holy Spirit doing that. And today, after the 50 days after Jesus was w w ascended to heaven. The Holy Spirit fell on on the apostles that were up and up up in the other room, and just remember, that's a crazy thing, because there's not room to understand that. We don't have room to get that, because we don't know the power of the Holy Spirit like that. Jesus did, but we're getting used to him. The gifts of the Holy Spirit—that's what I function on. So when I minister about Malachi three ten about the storehouse and about the tithe and about the giving this isn't what me as a selfish person look at it I look at it like 
We tithe in different ways all the time. We tithe our time, we tithe our resources, we tithe just about anything you can think of. Okay? But if you do it for the glory of God, and you do it according to the Bible's version, the interpretation the Bible gives you, it's going to be the beautiful thing. No matter what evangelist Big Eva has told you, these prosperity preachers have told you, nothing in the Bible, whether it's interpreted or black and white, guarantees prosperity in the gospel. Nothing. The only thing he says is test me. You do as my will and test me. And watch me not open up the floodgates of heaven. Does that mean money? No, that means blessings. That means things happening in your life that work out. That, that means the small and the big blessings. You're going to be like, oh my goodness, he is just really hooking me up. Does that mean you're going to get hit the lottery? No, that doesn't mean you're going to hit the lottery. Blessings are beyond money. There are things that happen in your life that you don't even recognize because God's blessing you and you're getting this, this, and that and you're not even recognizing it as God. Because you're so stuck on the money aspect. It has to be money. I have to find money. Uh, money deposited in my bank. Someone's going to hand me a check. I'm going to find it. Whatever the case is. I'm going to get a big old bonus from work. The operational theology doesn't work that way. Operational theology works in theology and the operation of which God blesses you by doing God do things in the glory of God. God will bless you throughout your life whether or not you're paying attention to them or not. Things you've been through, things you've gone through, you're like, thank God he was there. I know it was God that saved me here, saved me there, took care of me here, took care of me there, took care of me here. You know it's God that done that. But you weren't recognizing them because you were stuck on you. And God's waiting for you to tap into him. Like, hey, guess what? I've been here the whole time, dude. I've been here the whole time. Helped you there, helped you there, helped you here. I'm not going to I'm not gonna float in your face because that's not the kind of God I am. But I'm going to let you know that when you finally come to that wit's end and you need to tap in and you say, I need God. I need Jesus. I need you in my life because I'm going through some stuff. Be consistent. Get on it. Get your new life. Get your new beginning. Because then once you're in it, you're going to see it. You're going to see what God's doing. You'll be like, oh my goodness, has this been going on this whole time? God be like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Praise be the Lord. This is principle. This isn't years and years of reading and reading and reading and meditating and reading. This is reading the word in the Holy Spirit, seeing the, the evidence. Unbelievable. So, to backtrack a bit, not one scripture read, and I'm going to go through more scriptures. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go through more of them. Let's just, let's just do this because people are still not going to believe that it misses me money. So, American Standard Version, we've already been through that. The Bible in basic English. Bring the tenth, bring your tenth come, tenths come into the storehouse so there'll be food in my house. See? See here. What is this one here? The common English Bible says, bring the whole tenth part of the storage to the storage house. There might be food. 
What else is this? The complete Jewish Bible. Bring the whole tenth into the storehouse so there might be food. The Holman Christian Standard Bible. Bring the full tenth percent into the storehouse so there might be food. The Darby Translation. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse or treasure house and there will be, be food in the storehouse. English Standard Version. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse. God's Word Translation. Bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse. Income. Does that mean money? Don't get this twisted. Any income. Money. Material. Food. Anything that helps your life prosper. Just because money is a tool to get food into the storehouse doesn't mean it's always money. Money is not everything. Money is the oil that makes the engine move, but it's not the engine. You understand me? So if it says bring your 10th percent, no translation even, even the newer translations don't even say anything to do with Caesar or money. It says 10th percent of your 10% into the storehouse. Let's see. Jubilee Bible 2000. Bring all ye tithes into the storehouse. Bring all ye tithes into the storehouse. All these translations say the same thing. Every one of them. Most of them are 10th because tithe is 10. It means 10. Okay? I'm having technical difficulties again. Happens all the time. Yep. Not going to be able to get back on that one. Okay. So, point being, out of all these scriptures here, bring 10th. Okay, 10% of, of 100 is 10. You leave, get, leave get 90. Okay. 10th percent. This is probably the biggest prosperity preaching scripture known to man. We have to get out of the mind state that it's only, not only money. You give 10% of your time. You give 10% of your resources. Yes, you can give 10% of your, your, your monetary income. Whatever you have, you give. If you happen not to have an income, how are you going to give 10% if you don't have an income? You give what you have. Got a couple coins, toss it in there. Got something, a connection with somebody, hook them up. Doesn't mean it has to be a church. It could be anything, 10% of anything. That's the point I'm trying to make to everyone listening to this. It's 10% of anything that's considered an income you give. You think not giving people things and people hooking people up is not your tithe. God sees it. God knows it. God wants you to give to the people. Yes, he wants his church, his churches to be, you know, nice and, you know, us have somewhere to go to commune. Absolutely. But this isn't translating that way or interpreting that way. This is 10% of your, of your income to the storehouse of the Lord. The storehouse of the Lord doesn't have to be a house. It could be anything that God is going to bless. God isn't a 
a building God. God is in your heart. And if you, in your heart, give, you will receive. It may not be now. It may not be 10 years from now. But if you're walking in the promise, you're going to see that. And if you're walking in the promise, you're going to receive that. And you're going to be like, that's God. In all love and honesty, the, the floodgates of heaven open up and bless when you do your part. People have a two-way thought about this. The church is in your heart. Two or more that gather were in the midst. Think people think the storehouse has to be a church building. If you choose to give to a church, whatever it is, that's a choice you make. Yes, you want people to come to a building to get prayer and so forth, a nice place to pray and, and worship God, absolutely. But the but the but the interpretation of this of this is give ten percent. So if I have a full a full a full uh, lunch and someone is in need of water or a food and I give them a bag of chips and a water, which is really ten percent of my meal, roughly, am I not giving? That's the only charity, only a don it's not a donation. Is it a donation? Is it charity? No, you're giving to the storehouse. Because you're giving and giving, putting God's name on it. Hey, God bless you. Jesus loves you. That could be considered 10% to the storehouse. Because that person is going to remember what you said. You have to understand this is bigger than money in a church. This is an overall philosophy of life. And when you do that, and you get in that mind state, you change things. Because now you're willing to give. Now you understand that that... If you never go to a church and you never uh, uh, give your give a certain income to a church, is that not giving tithe? No, that's not got nothing to do with it. If you choose to, praise God. That's your choice. God's told you to. God bless you. That's something God's told you to do. But if you are sitting here thinking the only way to give a tenth percent is the storehouse, and that's only a church, and that's only money. You're, you're limiting your interpretation of what goes on. And you got to question whether or not that's God talking to you. The storehouse is any place where God is going to do a movement. Whether it's a person, place, or thing. Okay? Simple. And the, the tenth is not your whole pie. Tenth. Why do you think taxes are the way, the way taxes are? Do taxes take your whole check? No, they take a, a tenth percent of your check kind of a correlation there isn't it kind of makes you wonder I pay taxes and it's technically 10% of my income roughly you make a thousand you pay 200 150 for taxes 10% give or take a couple here and there but that's what it really is in, in the long run why would taxes take 10% of your income because it, it's the ideology it's the thank you Jesus it, or thank you Holy Spirit it's the ideology of giving 10% get it taken from you not you giving it them taking it from you 10% of your income roughly the, the, theoretically is it always 10% eh. but you look at the pie you'll see a little take taken out of there so the government takes their portion 
They're robbing God of his portion. Because God, that's not you giving it. That's them taking it. But you see the theory there? They got you thinking that it's only money. Which we know that's it's, it's absolutely not the truth. 10% of the storehouse, wherever a person plus a thing you give to, 10%, a portion of what you have, goes to whatever need you're giving it to. Doing it in the name of the Lord. Blessing somebody. That is the interpretation. Not only money. So, the final message, complete in chapter 4, is an appeal of God's chosen people to return. God would prefer to see them <coughs> redeemed than to be destroyed. When the end finally comes, the passage includes God's promise to send a messenger heralding the Messiah, and that the promised one will someday rule and conquer the wicked. In the meantime, Israel must stop robbing him by withholding his tithes and offerings. Only God's unchanging nature has kept Israel from destruction. At the same time, God will remember those who have been faithful during his faithful times. God knows your heart. God knows your spirit. God knows your will. And God knows your love. You give your 10% to the storehouse. A portion of your income, whether you bought it, received it, or given it, to the storehouse, which could be anything, person, place, or thing that God has ordained for you to give them. Because God will tell you, hey, do, hey, do. You do it with a cheerful heart, you do it in the glory of God, and you will get the, the, the blessings will pour down on you. Pretty simple. That's the interpretation that God is giving me right now. And if you're getting something different, God bless you. Make sure it's God, though, talking to you. Pray about it. Get the Holy Spirit involved. And I'm sure you're going to see the truth in that in that, in that, that scripture. Don't let big evas, big evangelists, televangelists tell you any different. Because God is telling you, give don't be selfish. Put your life down. Put your pride down. 10% doesn't mean one monthly payment. That could be a 10% of whatever you have at the time you have it. Someone needs something? God's pulling you? Do it. Do it in the glory though. Don't do it. Oh man, I got it. I, God, please don't die. Nah, nah. No. Do it. Hook them up. God loves you. Do it in the glory of Him and be smiling, happy. Once you've given it, Take a walk. Let, let God deal with that. Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. I tell you this all on my actual birthday. Today is my birthday. Okay. And I love ministering the word of God. I love talking about God. I love giving people what God has given me and the Holy Spirit puts in my spirit to do. Okay? I've changed my life 100, 360 degrees. 
because I know God, I serve a greater purpose than what I myself think. I love everybody at all times. I hate the sin that encompasses people day in, day out. And if I can help in any way through those dark times, those evil times, those depression, depressive times, those times of, of, of complete abandon, I will. God loves you. Jesus wants to be the example for you. And the Holy Spirit wants to guide you through life. But it's only up to you. And if you think one way about something, that's why the book of life, that's why this book of life right here, this book, is alive. Because the Holy Spirit makes it alive. The Holy Spirit makes this thing come to life for you. It's not reading the black and white letters on the pages. It's praying, seeking Him, and letting the Holy Spirit talk to you and give you something that's going to make sense to you. And if you're a minister, if you preach the Word, He'll give you a, a translation or an interpretation that makes sense for everybody. And I think that's what's happening today. He's given me a translation that works for, or interpretation that works for everybody. When you give 10%, it's not a it's not a monthly gift. When you give 10%, it's you giving somebody a piece of what you have to help them. The storehouse, person, place, or thing. Okay? Research it yourself. Let God speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit run through your spirit and let you know it's a loving thing. There's nothing wrong about it. Much love to you guys. Check it out. Go to go to U M O L V. U M O L V dot com. Inspirational hip hop and R and B all the the day. Twenty four hours, no stopping. It's a fantastic station. You'll love it. Link will be in the archive. Okay, guys. Remember, God loves you. Jesus is your is your example, and the Holy Spirit is your guide. Let the Trinity put you in a whole different world. Fear, respect God, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time, until next time, and until next time, Jesus, strong.